Hey there, my name is Tyler Morningstar, and I'm here with my co-host and mom, Carrie Morningstar. This is the Selling Fort Wayne podcast. This podcast is focused on all things real estate related in and around the Fort Wayne area. We'll also touch on some community events and some community outreach as well. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Now, let's dive into today's episode. So with us today, we have John Nichter. Did I say that right? Correct. Yes. Uh, President of the board for the Three Rivers Festival. Correct? Correct. Okay. Can you kind of tell us a little about yourself and and kind of your background? Absolutely. So yeah, I was uh, born and raised here in Fort Wayne. And start of uh, age six, I actually moved downtown to Three Rivers Festival. So when we were little, we used to walk down to the festival and grew up here. Went to Northside High School, graduated, and then went to college here at Ivy Tech for public safety and paramedic. And then went on to get my bachelor's in business and then my master's in management and leadership. So I've been tied to Fort Wayne and this area uh, ever since, working in public safety and here with the festival. Nice. Hey, John, earlier we were talking about your involvement with the Three Rivers Festival. Can you tell us, like, how long you've been involved, what some of your capacities have been with the festival? Absolutely. So this actually is my 20th festival. So I came back in uh, 2001 and started giving out, handing out Band-Aids. I went to a first aid class. So I started, went to Children's Fest, handed out Band-Aids. The next year I had my EMT. So when we started volunteering actually at Plaza and uh, actually helping people that had like the heat problems or if they broke a bone. And then eventually it grew into creating an EMS team. So I got my uh, fellow volunteers in public safety and we actually created an EMT team in which we still have today. So all run by volunteer medics that donate their time. And then in the evenings we have the, the paramedic on bicycles for TRA. So this is my 20th festival and this is my fourth year on the, the board of directors. And this year is my first year as president. Last year as a vice pre- president of admin. But as you know, we unfortunately had to cancel last year due to the COVID-19. So uh, I'm excited. It's been I've learned a lot in my uh, year so far as uh, in presidency, and and uh, I can't wait till we kick off the festival here in just a few weeks. Went from band aids to board member. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty impressive. Quite the climb. Hey, John, I'm really excited about the Three Rivers Festival this year, but I do have to ask you a question because I, I, it's been proposed to me. I mean, we're all in the middle of bewilderment about it. There is a Three Rivers Festival this year, but there's not the parade. Can you tell me why they're not going to have a parade this year? Absolutely. So, um, like I said, first of all, we are having a festival. A lot of people got confused when they heard that the parade was canceled. So we are having a Three Rivers Festival. And... When we had to make that decision several months ago, it it was a tough one for us to make. We met with city leaders, county, uh, board of health, and other festivals all got together to discuss how can we continue having festivals in the city uh, because we want to have a festival. And at that time, we started talking about how can we put on a parade and do it safely. And at that time, COVID was 19 was completely different than we are right now. And we had to make a decision early on because we wanted to be respectful of other companies that are doing parade floats or bands that are coming with different uh, performances. Uh, So when we had to make that decision, 
early on, using the, the knowledge that we had with COVID-19 then, we unfortunately had to make that decision to cancel or, or postpone it for this year and to bring it back next year. He felt that we can make our other venues safer. When you look at the parade, how can you make it safe? We can spread it out, but it's already a long parade route. How do you get people to force them to spread out? If you look at any of the photos or videos from the news, uh, people are just on top of each other right there in downtown on the parade route. So how can we get them to socially distance to keep that six foot apart? And managing family units and keeping the other family unit six feet apart, it was just was something that the city and the county and the other festivals felt that it we couldn't do that safely. So we unfortunately we had to make that decision early on and so, like you say, it just comes really down to timing of when we had to make that. Well, and I think it's important to go a little deeper into the timing of that because it's not like, hey, we're going to have a parade in a week and we're going to have everything ready to go, all the sponsors, all the floats. I mean, it's it's a long buildup mm-hmm. to that parade. Like, when does that planning begin? The beginning really starts at the end of, like, December of yeah. la- last year and then we start taking applications and then in March is when the deadlines for parade floats so and then the, the committee goes through each of the, the parade applications reviews them and then gives approval and they have to line them in certain order and timing for the news because we have well, that's a broadcast live so we there's other different entities that we have to work with to put on that parade and actually as we just looked at every single part of uh, all of our events we were scrutinizing and just one of the things when we had to make decisions for the parade it just was so early on because the planning like you said we have police officers we re- we closed down the roads getting permits filed we have the hot air balloon or not the hot, the big giant balloons that we have to order and have it come into the city in time and then get the get helium for that so there's like you said there's so many different parts that come into what you see as the parade sure and that in that window Mm-hmm. of decision-making is a different world mm-hmm. than it is today. Mm-hmm. It's just a different type of information. I mean, we were still wearing masks, and we were still, you know, different world. Yes. But now let's back up. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> because we're talking about the Three Rivers Festival like everybody knows what the Three Rivers Festival is. And if you're new to Fort Wayne, I will tell you that's one of the most fun festivals to attend. But, John, would you mind just telling us a little bit of what the festival is, what it's about, and what days will it be this year? Absolutely. So the Three Rivers Festival this year is July 9th through the 17th. It's always held in July. So it starts on a Friday and will end on Saturday with the big firework finale. And the, the, the festival itself is to celebrate Fort Wayne and our diversity and culture. And it started, and actually you got that right, 1969 was the first festival. And that really was to promote downtown businesses, to get people visiting downtown, their shops and the businesses. And then it's grown for this is our 52nd annual Three Rivers Festival. So it, uh, we're, it's nine days long, and every day is packed with uh, tons of activity and events for all ages and, and every type of group. I know I've had more fun down there <laughs> than I can even, I want to even say how much fun I've had down there. But I'm glad to hear that we are uh, moving forward this year. It was sad last year, but everything was sad because of COVID. But I'm happy to see that we're rallying and getting ready to have the big party of the year for Fort Wayne. Uh, that's exciting. And thank you, John and staff, for you know preparing all of that for us. 
So are you're bringing back some of the old events, but are are there any new ones that we should be looking at? So are, will the raft race continue this year? The server bed race, those types of things, is that going to be still happening? Absolutely, yeah. So we're still having the uh, the bed race, the waiter waitress competition. We have a trivia night uh, on our Wednesday. We increase the uh, the prize. That's a thousand dollars that you can win uh, five hundred for second and three fifty for third. So we have our traditional food alley that's coming back. Our midway with our rides, which is really cool this year. Children's fest, typically held over at the Purdue campus, mm-hmm. is actually going to come down to Fryman Square this year. Oh wow! So on Saturday the seventeenth is Children's Fest, and right next door. In the parking lot of Fryman Square is International Village. So it was a really cool event. You're going to have International Village and Children's Fest right next to each other so the kids can get to see different types of culture, taste some of the different foods from different countries. So that is a first that I know of that we are putting those two together uh, together and kind of an educational piece but also fun environment. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about that. That's great. All right, do you have for um, the first weekend, I know you do art in the park and chalk. And Do you have very many people participating or very excited? Because I know for myself, I'm ready to get out. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go do some things. So are you getting a pretty good response of artists coming and things like that? Yes. So art in the park is the first weekend. And then in the parking lot of Fryman Square is the heart of the city art show and so yeah we hit our goal where we were wanting to get the number of artists in Uh, and then uh, art in the park is happening again that's affiliated event on main street so that's coming back again this year first weekend so if you love art it's a great thing to come down and and take a look at the different pieces from our fort wayne artists as well as the region and we even get people from out the country that come to our show to display different artwork so one of my things, one of the things I like seeing are those chalk pictures. Yes, those are amazing. amazing. If you've not gone out there and seen what people can do with sidewalk chalk, you need to go do it. It is incredible. What What else is amazing is how hot it is, and they continue to work. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about that, John. Do people can they stay there all night long and watch people do, you know, draw on the street? Yeah, so that we have officers that that patrol that area to make sure that no one messes with the art. And so, yeah, a lot of people do sit down and watch different artists throughout the the evening uh, do their artwork, and they stay late in the hour. You know, what's also kind of upsetting is sometimes then when it rains, you know, like a day or two after, and washes it all. I know. uh, Hey, I want to back up. I I don't know what the waiter, waitress, I don't know what that is. What is that? (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, it's in our plaza event uh, under the concert uh, where we have our concerts at. Different restaurants throughout the city, they compete against each other. It's a a three-person team, and they'll take uh, trays of food and water and salad, and they have to plate it very carefully. If they get a piece of lettuce or spill, they get points deducted, and it's all timed. Hmm. And so it's a really race. One goes down, sets the table. The next person will will start filling up the cups with water, adding the salad, and then the, the third person busses, and it's all timed. Like I said, if you drop anything, you get time deducted. But it's really cool to see all the different restaurants kind of coming together in a competition that's really friendly. Uh, and, of course, there's a prize at the end, you know, to say that you're the waiter waitress winner of the of the Three Rivers Festival. How long has that thing been going on? 
It's the that, first I've heard of it. Well, actually, it actually is going back in our history in the antique or back in the day, and then we brought it back several years ago. Um, so that's one of the things that we are looking to do to bring some of those things that we had back in the day and bring them back to life again. For example, like the bed race. For a while, we didn't have a bed race, and then we brought the bed race back. Or we, raft race. You didn't have that for yes. a while. Yeah, and then we had to, we brought it back, and then unfortunately, the Mother Nature didn't work with us a couple of years with either the water was too high or too low. And that's where we're at this point right now is the water has been low, and we haven't been able to get back into the water, and we want to get back. As uh, soon as we can, we normally the last couple of years uh, SDI has sponsored the uh, river excursions, which was pontoon boats throughout the um, the river. But unfortunately, it's hard to supply and demand to try to get those pontoon boats rented. So we could not bring that event back this year. But we want to as soon as we can. Will the raft race be this year, if the weather permits, or is that kind of on hold? Or yeah, it's on hold. They've been doing a lot of things with the river, with like fixing with the whole. I can't think of the uh, development. I think they've been right. fixing the different mm-hmm. levers, so they've lowered the water down. So we haven't been safely been able to get into the water for the raft race. Uh, hopefully, we can bring that back. So, yeah. the bed race is back, correct? Yes. So typically. From my understanding, is the brands just like it's like the premier? Yeah, they're like the team, right? Typically, to beat. Yeah, is that the case? Like, is there a is there a restaurant that is like they win all the time for that that competition with the the restaurants? No, I think it, it varies. I think that some some restaurants will put two teams or three teams in there, but I don't think uh, off the top of my head that we've had. A consistent winner like we do in the bed race. It's fair game. Usain Bolt will show up for DeBrands in the bed race. <laughs> so Junk Food Alley's back. Yes. Oh, gosh. That's I the hate best that. part. I'm sorry. That's no, just that, the best part of the festival. It's a love-hate relationship. You know, it's a love-hate relationship because especially I started a diet again today, so I'll have to start one again tomorrow. But um, are the elephant ears back? Absolutely. Elephant ears, the cheese sticks, the funnel cakes, all those uh, good things that we only could have one time a year at the Three Rivers Festival. Now, is that going to be in the same location? Yeah, yeah so it's going to be uh, in the same locations we've had it. It's going to be a little different. We've, we're trying to space it out to allow for social distancing. So, yeah, but you're going to see your your usual favorites, your uh, elephant ears, your funnel cakes. Your We're bringing in some new vendors this year, like pizza. Yeah, we're excited about some of the new ones and the old ones that are returning this year. So will the alley expand into the parking area of the Headwaters Park there, or is it still going to be just down the alley and down the one street? Yeah, so it's in Food Alley and then on uh, Bar Street. It extends down through there. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And then we do have some food vendors over at the Emporium, which is across the street on the uh, west side of Clinton, where we have all of our crafters and market vendors that uh, are I didn't even know that week. existed. Are you oh, talking across from how Headwaters Park? Is that where they used to do the um, helicopter rides? So on the same side as the helicopter rides, actually near where the concerts are at, there's not a, an actual dome over there, but that's all where we, it's called the Emporium, and we have a lot of different little craft marketers and the different vendors that want to sell different items, and that's where they go. And that's all nine days of the festival. They're selling items over there. And we do have some food uh, vendors over there as well selling. Will the helicopter rides be back? Yes. Yes. Um, how many people come 
to the Three Rivers Festival? Well, that's a hard number to, to kind of, uh, because we are a park that people can come in from different areas. And we also have a lot of different affiliated events throughout the city. Like you mentioned, the, the Chalk Walk, that's actually an affiliated event. And we have events throughout the whole city that we don't actually put on ourselves that other agencies and companies do. So when we start looking at the numbers, we're, we estimate about three hundred to 500,000 people come down to our festival. And actually, our office got a phone call a couple weeks ago that we actually get people from other states that make this is their vacation. They hmm. come to Fort Wayne, they're getting a hotel room, and they're visiting the festival. I mean, we pull in so many people from the, the region as well as across different states. So, But yeah, we, we're the second largest festival in Indiana. And yeah, so it's... It's a what's, lot of people. What's Exciting. the first largest festival? It, the, the 500. Oh, of course. Yeah, because that's yeah. a festival and it lasts what, several days. Uh, Ours is nine, so. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. What are some new things that are coming this year? So the new things, so we, this year, we are doing a 50-50 raffle, which we're really excited. It's going to be the, what we think is be the largest 50-50 in the city. So we're going to be selling raffle tickets on our ticket trailer and in Food Alley and in other various off-site locations, which we're getting ready to put out on our website where you can file uh, where we're going to be in different parts of the city and selling our 50-50 tickets. So one on the actual uh, last night of the fireworks, we're going to hit a big red button and a big number is going to come up on the jumbo screen and someone's going to win a lot of money. We had a uh, festival down in southern Indiana did this two years ago, they had $1.1 million for their first time. Last year, they did $1.3 million. So we're hoping that we can bring that type of uh, revenue here for some lucky winner here in, in our like, Tenzar Festival. And then as well, taking that money and bringing out new events for the city and expanding Three Rivers Festival into more and larger events or bigger events. Where's the big screen? On our stage on our uh, UAW 2209 okay. stage. So we have all of our concerts throughout the festival. Right. And then uh, there's a big jumbo screen behind that has all different uh, like music that's going on as well as different sponsors that sponsor for the festival. So And that's at Headwaters? Yep, in Headwaters East in the yep, in the Ruhoff Plaza. I want to back up. Somebody listening to this may not know what a 50-50 raffle is or how that works. Could you explain that? Absolutely. So you'll go down to one of our, either our ticket trailer or our food alley where we're selling our tickets. And then it's a cash only. So you'll bring your cash. You'll uh, buy a certain amount of tickets. And then at the end, whatever the pot is at the end, they get half of that. So if it's $100,000, someone's going to walk away with $50,000. That's exciting. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Great way to get some revenue. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else that's that's new-ish, newer for 2021? Well, you told us about the village. Yeah, that we're combining the... Just covering all the bases. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah, no new events this year. We did have some planned for uh, last year, and we wanted to roll out this year. But unfortunately, with, with COVID, we felt we should maybe wait until next year's festival. So we do have some new events that we're ready to push out, but we just we held off this year. So That just gives us an excuse to have you come back next year. Yeah, more than happy. What are some of your favorites at the festival? Well, I like, I like, again, like you mentioned, first of all, the art in the park in the first weekend. I like walking through that, seeing the different 
artists, what they come up with is amazing. The other thing is junk food alley you mentioned, you know, we can get to go do a try an elephant ear or my favorite is the cheese sticks um, or the Mr. Beefy's t- uh, steak tips. So, I had that. That's good. <laughs> and just going around and just a lot of our different events, you know, seeing different kids put smiles on their faces, going over the Emporium and seeing different what different crafters have made, seeing the kids over on the uh, Midway. Uh, I'm too I'm too scared to go on some of those rides, but I love it. People love them. People ride on those rides, have a smile, just not for me. And the helicopter rides. I mean, I, I've always wanted to fly a helicopter, so I just sit there sometimes, just watch that thing go up and down and... <laughs> Yeah, that's exciting. Are pets allowed at the festival? So, no. So, pets are not allowed. If it's a service animal, absolutely. But we ask that you don't bring your pets, your your snakes, your whores, um, which we've had people bring snakes wrapped around their neck. So, yeah, we do have animal care and control that is on duty. They uh, they work the festival. So, yeah, no no pets. And that's also to protect the pet. You know, as we mentioned, there's a lot of people in an area, and we don't want people, someone stepping on an animal or hurting them, uh, especially with the heat. I mean, it's just better that they just stay at home. If it's a, an, a service animal, then it is allowed. But no, we, we ask no pets. You mentioned heat. Are you going to have any water stations or anything around for people who are participating in the festival? So we do have an emergency plan. We work close with the Board of Health. So at the last festival, we partnered with the military. They brought in one of their canteen trucks, and it was providing water. And we do have a water buffalo ourselves. Uh, that we provide free water, and we uh, had the parks department. They had got a huge, giant mister, and so we had that down over at the midway, kind of misting off the patrons as they walked by to cool down. So if it gets to the extreme temperatures like that, we do have a safety plan that we will implement with the Board of Health. And I think <clears throat> one thing that would be maybe beneficial information, if I'm at the, the festival and, heaven forbid, I get injured or I get hurt, where is first aid located? Yeah. So the first aid is actually in the back of the concert, actually at the end of Food Alley as well. and Or you just find anyone that is wearing a volunteer shirt, and they can get you uh, assistance. Or even calling 911, we have uh, radios with the 911 dispatch center. So if it's severe where you can't get to help, you can call 911, and they will communicate to us to get our first aid team there rapidly there as soon as we can. And then we get all the ambulance and the fire department in to assist uh, as well. So. Uh, just find someone that is a volunteer or just come to the back of Food Alley and we have band-aids we can give you. But the big thing is just trying to find someone that uh, that's a volunteer that can help. You mentioned volunteers. Yes. Is is somebody wanted to get involved or volunteer, you know, are there spots available? How could they do that? How could someone, if they want to be involved, be involved? Mm-hmm. Well, great point because we could not have a festival without our volunteers like the whole board of directors and every event is run by a committee that's completely volunteers if you go to our website threeriversfestival.org and click on get involved and be a volunteer you can sign up today and there's different types of roles from we need help with uh, checking ids at the front checking in concert tickets even in back parts of like logistics like selling ice to the vendors um, so there's so many different roles. There's actually like 34 different roles that you can sign up for to help in. Uh, because if we don't have volunteers, then we can't put on a festival. And I know last in the time I checked the numbers, we were about one third of where we where we need to be. So we are definitely looking for volunteers to help out in every every event. One of the things you mentioned was 
to look for a volunteer, is there a, a special colored shirt they're going to have on, or is there something that will, you know, dictate who that person is? Absolutely. So they have a actual Three Rivers Festival volunteer shirt. It'll say volunteer on the front and on the back. And it, this year it's blue. We change the colors every year. Uh, so yeah, if you see someone with a blue volunteer shirt or some type of shirt that has the Three Rivers Festival logo with a board of directors or staff or a volunteer, you can go and, and request assistance from them. Uh, we're utilizing a new system this year for our volunteer management where every volunteer, we have uh, an app on their phone. So if they come across someone that needs help, they can hit a button and it will call one of the festival leaders. As well as if we have an issue with a missing child, we now have a, uh, the way of putting out that information to all of our volunteers that are working, as well as send an actual photo of that person to our volunteers so they could be on the lookout. So it's a really interesting, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not interesting, it's a effective, effective, yeah, where for public safety. And yeah. now when there's an emergency, we have our emergency guides right there in the fingertips of all of our volunteers. So they know what to do when there's an emergency and they can request assistance. So yeah, we're, we're really excited about using that new system this year. This is the first time for that. So, Well, I know that we probably have all of our listeners on bated breath wanting to come to the Three Rivers Festival, but the main thing we've not covered is what does it cost to come to the Three Rivers Festival? It's free. The free? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John, you're saying free? <laughs> but there's some parts that cost. Yes, yeah. So some of the concerts are one of the areas that, that we do charge, so depending on uh, what concert you're looking at. It's from $5 or $2 on Tuesday, only up to $15 for like Here Come the Mummies or that face That's to face. That's my mom's favorite. Yes. It's a lot. It's, it's a good show. It's a great show. And then, uh, you know, the Midway, if you want to go on rides over in the Midway, that costs, and then Junk Food Alley. But if you want to come look at the art and art in the park or go over the Children's Fest on the second week or International Village, that is all completely free. It just if you want to participate in the food or the Midway or come to our concerts is when there's an actual fee for that. Unless you want to buy something. I mean, there's some great art pieces. Now, a while back, and I haven't seen it for a while, but there used to be Three Rivers Festival buttons. And you would purchase those, and that could get you into different events. Is that still happening, or are there no more buttons? Because it seemed like we had one starting, I don't know, I don't think it started in 69, but um, I do remember them in the 80s and so forth. Will you have anything like that this year? Or what other kind of merchandise do you have to purchase? Absolutely, yeah. So we are, we do have a festival button, the Three Rivers Festival official button, and you can purchase that at our Welcome Center, which is over in the Midway. You can also go to our website. We have some really cool uh, tank tops this year for men and women in all different sizes. So uh, we also have a Three Rivers Festival mask, COVID mask that you can buy, as well as some of our other different souvenirs through our website, or you can go to our Welcome Center Again, that's over in the Midway, and we sell different vintage T-shirts, different little buttons from the past. But yeah, we do have a $3.50 for the buttons. You mentioned Three Rivers Festival mask. What are the safety precautions that are going to be happening during the festival? 
So what you're going to see is like hand sanitation stations throughout the whole park. You're going to see signs that encouraging social distancing to stay six feet apart. You're going to see markers on the on the ground that say keep your distance. And like in Food Alley and other areas like in the plaza where our tables used to be close, you're going to see those spread out. And then also on the back end, what you're not going to see is all of our volunteers all of our vendors are taking their temperature, they're doing a wellness check to make sure that they're healthy. If they're not, then they're gonna be asked to go home. So we do have precautions in, you know, that are set up for this year. For regarding mask, if you have your COVID-19 uh, vaccine, the mask is uh, recommended, but it's not gonna be required. We ask if you don't have your vaccine because it is still a large venue, even though outside we want people to be safe. So we're gonna ask you to wear your mask if you haven't had your vaccine, but if you are vaccinated, vaccinated uh, we recommend you wear but if it's completely up to to you what about parking <laughs> i'll let you ask uh, some stuff no i just love that delivery what <laughs> no go ahead john well okay i'm sorry we'll back up well that sounds like you're taking a lot of precaution and that makes me feel safe coming down to the festival but um tyler wants to ask you a question <laughs> <laughs> what about parking <laughs> So, yeah, uh, we do have our Three Rivers Festival has a parking lot right there at 4th and Clinton. Uh, so we have staff that are manning that parking lot. And then also the, the parking lots downtown, like over Rousseau Building or the other parking garages. I mean, that is a concern that, as you've seen downtown, a lot of construction going on to build more parking garages for more parking space. Um, so there are some areas like the 4th Street parking lot over the um, Rousseau building and other various parking garages or if you're lucky enough to find a street parking spot. So, Does it cost on the 4th Street? Yes. Sometimes people come with no cash. You know? Yeah, that's, that's the question. So if I'm coming to do events, are there people taking cards or, or are they taking Apple Pay or whatever? Or, do, or is cash probably the thing you need to Venmo, have? Venmo, how, how are you doing yeah. it? Yeah, everyone takes cash, so that's always the safe bet there. Um, and then in the food vendors, it's up to them if they take credit credit card. I know our last festival, most of the food vendors did accept some type of electronic payment. And now how it's so easy now on your phone, you can get a, a swipe. So most of the vendors that I've seen uh, allow a credit card. We don't require that, that they allow a credit or mandate that they have to take credit card. Um, but we do have ATMs throughout the park as well that if you do need to get cash, you can get that at the end of junk food alley or in our plaza area. So we do have options if someone does not take credit card. Yeah, I've used that ATM before. Me too. After you've gone through 40 bucks and then you got to go get some more. <laughs> I need one more final cake. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> Those ribs. So, John, it sounds like, you know, this thing is going to be really cool. It's it's back, you know, after mm -hmm. a year of not being able to do it. So, I know that I'm excited to take my kids down there. I'm sure grandma will come with us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so, but one question I wanted to ask you is, you know, as the president of the board, what's your vision in the future for the festival? What are some things that you, in your mind, would like to try to do or tr attempt mm. down the road? Well, I want to bring back some of those old vintage events that we had before, you know, that everyone has a memory. If you live from Fort Wayne, you remember going to some type of event, Three Rivers Festival, and we want to bring some of those things back, bring that, that childhood memory and create memories of for your kids as well. So 
I want to bring more of that back. I want to make some of our events that we currently have and that are awesome even bigger and better and and bring in more vendors into some of our areas and just kind of expand. It just, I think we have a great opportunity here in the next couple of years. We've kind of reset over this last year of not having a festival. And then where can we make things better and where we need to change things? I think the big thing is just add new events and make things bigger and better. I like the idea of bringing back some of the older things. Well, I was going to ask you, is there, is there a particular things that you remember, like growing up, that you... Tug of War? Yeah, a little, little nostalgia for you? Actually, I participated in the Tug of War. There were a whole bunch of field events that they had mm-hmm. for, um, during that time. Um, honestly, when it first happened, the Three Rivers Festival in 1969, it was very primitive. I mean, just it was on one street... It was vendors selling tie-dyed T-shirts and, you know, um, uh, some small events, but it was still something that was, I remember, because I lived in the lakeside area, and we would walk down there every day to -hmm. participate and have fun. And I have some fantastic memories, really, of Three Rivers Festival, and I'm going to continue because I will be there this year. Are there any events that you'd like to see come back? Well, I did like that light of night, or what yeah. What did I call it? Um, night of lights? Is that what it was? Or like Night of a Thousand Lights. Night of a, yeah, Night of a Thousand Lights. Actually, you went to it when you were little, and you liked it. But <laughs> anyways, yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, to just be put on the spot like we've been putting John on the spot, thanks. Yeah, John's like, <laughs> finally, <laughs> yeah. finally. Yeah, Come shut on. her Someone up. other than me. <laughs> shut her up. Well, and actually, like, yeah, going through our book here that we had, there was like a slip and slide or a, it was a waterbed competition where you run and see how far you can slide. I mean, that's... Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that's uh, I don't remember doing that one. <laughs> John, uh, will you remind the listeners when the event is and then uh, how to contact you or, or your, maybe your board or your organization if they have any questions? Um, just kind of let's, let's recap it so they kind of you know where to yeah. go from there. Absolutely, yeah. So Three Rivers Festival is downtown at Headwaters Park. Uh, it runs from July 9th through July 17th. You can find out information of all the events and affiliate events by going to our website at threeriversfestival.org. You can find our contact information if you have any questions, or you can email us at info at threeriversfestival.org, or call our office at 426-5556, and someone will be more than happy to help you. And like I said, all of our events every single day is going to be on our website, and you can look on times if it's going to cost really a brief description of it then you can click on a button it will take you to the map uh, and you can save it to your calendar if you want to start looking at it now and saving planning out your three rivers festival experience Uh, you can do that all from our website this will tell you how old school I am. They used to put out a booklet, and we'd yes. save it and circle all the things we wanted to go to. Yes. Because, And then if you bought the button, it could get you into different things. If you mm-hmm. paid more for this button, it, stuff has changed. <laughs> old <laughs> versus new. John, thank you for coming in. No. We really appreciate you making the time. I know you're busy, especially festivals right around the corner. So yes. we, we appreciate it quite a bit. Well, no, we appreciate you allowing us to come in and talk to your listeners. I mean, we anytime we get out there and, and spread the word and, and again, you know, create great memories uh, uh, with your family and that. So that's what we're all about. So, again, I'm... Wait, wait, just before we end this, though. What? I want to say one thing. Okay. 
as John stated, and again, thank you, John, for all this information, this festival will not happen unless he, they have the volunteers. Yes, good point. And we really, if you love the community like Tyler and I and John love the community, this is something you don't want to see falter. Mm-hmm. Get out, please, and volunteer. I know Tyler and I, when we get done here, we're going to talk to John about volunteering some of our time because that's what makes things work. It takes a village, and, and we need that help here for John and the festival. So please. Yeah, good point. Yeah, please volunteer. Oh, we'll be more than happy to have you down. We put you to work. So we, we this is a reoccurring thing for anybody that happens to listen to this consistently. We have yet to receive an email <laughs> in our email box for this podcast, so it's a running thing. So our email is sellingfwpodcast at gmail.com. Questions, feedback, anything would be nice at this point. (laughs) But thank you for listening. Again, my name is Tyler Morningstar. You can reach me at 260-433-5385. And this is... Grandma Carrie Morningstar at Mm -hmm. 260-410-8294. I'm here for all your real estate needs. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Thanks.